Well, the misery is over. Uh, the misery that is the New York Yankees and the utter disappointing finish to this year uh, being swept by the Houston Astros, being swept in Yankee Stadium, watching Jim Crane, the owner that's had beef with Cashman. They clashed about the cheating scandal. Watching him raise that trophy high up in the air. Just a... Uh, just a truly pathetic performance by the Yankees. Yeah, total heartbreaker. It's worse than it's been. Like 2017, like I feel like I'm I'm hoping, but I know it's not going to fucking happen. I'm hoping that that was kind of in some ways the beginning. Like this is the end, and it just didn't work out. Um, and 2017, like there was a lot of promise. That was a roster that was not seen. Uh, as one to do anything yet and they you know and joe girardi who you know especially now is is, is with, with the success rob thompson has had and you know maybe you kind of maybe you kind of should have kept that regime you know that that girardi thompson regime maybe you should have kept them around you know no way to know that thompson you know would have had this sort of success but you know joe girardi who you know who knows if he'll find a job again um after what happened with in philly uh, he took that team to game seven against a team that did cheat. Um, you know, uh, I have a ton of respect for the Astros. I mean, just in terms of their, their talent level, like that's one of those teams, like they're so good. They don't even need to cheat. They're, they're a really good baseball team. And, and that team Yankees came very, very close to beating that Astro team. And look, maybe you could say as well that, that the Astros have also improved along the way as well. I, I'd have to think about that. I mean, that could be true. Um, but the point is, is that then you, you lost them in 19 um, in six. So take a little bit of a step back there in terms of that. And now here you get fucking swept. And then in between those years, the Astros each time made it to the CS. Each time. With, with, and they made it to the World Series in 19 and 21. The other years, the Yankees, they lost in the DS to the fucking Red Sox. They lost in the DS to the Rays. They lost in the wildcard round of the Red Sox. Like... The Astros are better than the Yankees, and it's not even really close. I know these individual games, except for game three, were close. They were. But the Astros are way, way, way better than the Yankees. Like, it was obvious during the season. The, the Yankees barely had a lead. Like, this was, the, this was the one game this year where the Yankees actually held a lead for a short amount of time. Um I just want to get this game out of the way quick because I have a lot of thoughts. Let's do it. Uh, big picture stuff. So let's just quickly get this game out of the way. And fucked up things happen in this game. Issues that we've spoken about. The first thing that comes to mind, and we'll get there, you know, we were, we're talking about the lineup and whatever. And, and and I like the fact that Bader's back in leadoff, yep. which I don't, I don't know why. Though. I mean, and, and a special, special playoffs for Harrison Bader. Um, you know, if there's one thing for Cashman, he gets to hang his hat on. You know, that Montgomery for Bader deal um, appears to have been a good one. Uh, yeah. and, and, you know, even if Jordan Montgomery is successful with the Cardinals, Harrison Bader will be the center fielder next season. Uh, it's unfortunate that one misplay that he had in the field yesterday, that one does sting. But Bader back in the leadoff. Um, and, but Isaiah Connor Falafa back at short. I, I just, for the life of me, don't fucking get it. Like, you, you, you finally benched him. You finally pulled the plug on that in the Cleveland series. And then game one, he was a starter at short. Then you go Peraza in game two. Then you go Cabrera in game three. Then back to IKF now. And look, IKF as a hitter, don't mind him so much. As a hitter, he's okay. 
not good enough to make up for the mistakes he makes, but you kind of knew that that his defense was going to rear its ugly head. And oh boy, did it. Yeah. And oh boy, did it. We'll get there. So, uh, and, and, you know, getting into it, Yankees did hit Lance McCullers. They did hit Lance McCullers. That, that's the sad part. I really thought, you know, I wasn't feeling great going to this game, but once the Yanks jumped out to a 3 0 lead, I'm thinking, you know what? They'll, they'll, you know, you got Nestor on the mound. They'll win this game. Uh, you know, they'll probably lose the series, but you know what? Like, they won't get swept. Um, and, and it starts out with, you know, Bader getting a leadoff single. You get a hit by pitch to Rizzo and then an RBI single for Stanton. I know Stanton's numbers aren't there, but Stanton for me, it's a wide gap, but just in terms of this postseason, it was Bader, Rizzo, and then Stanton. I, I mean, there's definitely a line there, but at least, but Stanton, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like he does come through in some big moments. Stanton gets that RBI single, and then Glaber uh, gets lucky, but you know what? The Yankees hadn't been really getting a whole lot of good breaks. He, he dunks an RBI single, makes it 2 nothing Yankees. We go to the second. You know, Nestor doesn't look quite right, but he's, you know, Nestor's doing what Nestor does, seems like. We, we go to the bottom of the second. You get a leadoff double by Connor Falefa. Uh, Judge gets a two-out walk. And then Anthony Rizzo uh, with an RBI double. R- Rizzo is just a very solid, solid player. Uh, has playoff experience. He, he, he's the type of guy that you would want on your team, ideally. Uh, and Rizzo makes it through nothing. And then Stanton, unfortunately, does strike out. He had a pitch to hit. You know, uh, a hit there could make it 5 nothing. That ends up being kind of big. Uh, and so it stays 3 nothing. And then Nestor gets into trouble in the third inning. Um, Maldonado lead off walk and Martin Maldonado whether it's Austin fucking Hedges or Martin Maldonado <laughs> the Yankees just struggling with these weak hitting catchers is just beyond me meanwhile Jose Trevino nowhere to be found I mean what a great story that had been he completely fell off and clearly you know he just became the player that he really is yeah. like very likable guy a lot of these likable guys unfortunately I'm going to be talking kind of badly about <laughs> Nestor Cortez being one of them you, you got an Altuve walk and I guess it was during the Altuve at bat. I think it was, uh, I think it might have been during the Altuve at bat or after the walk. They go out with the trainer to talk to Nestor, um, and, and that's a tough call right there. Something was wrong, and you know apparently there was a groin issue. And it's kind of funny. I really kind of felt like when they put him on the aisle in September for the groin injury, I thought that was such a phantom. You know, we want to just kind of cut back on Nestor's innings. Mm-hmm. Another thing to think about is Nestor is coming off of that uh, really gutsy outing against Cleveland on three days rest. That probably has – look, he got pushed. He got pushed far, Nestor. And so – and what ends up happening is Jeremy Pena hits a game-tying three-run homer. Um, and it, it, it's unfortunate. You know, a really uh, – a great special season for Nestor Cortez ends – in a pretty sad way, um, you know. I think blame does go to Nestor if, I, if, I, if I'm being fair about it. But it's tough to if that groin thing was a thing, which I guess it was. It's tough to where to lay the blame. Um, and should Boone have pulled the plug? It was only the third inning. I mean, I understand that ideally you get through with Nestor, but Pena hits three on Homer. It's three three. And then Wandy Peralta comes into the third inning. Uh, but they almost were able to map this out. Um, it would have been tough moving forward. I don't know what they would have done. But Wandy, you know, as good as Wandy has been, lefty-lefty versus Jordan Alvarez was not able to get him out at all. Double Jordan Alvarez to start the inning. Bregman flies out. For some reason, Jordan doesn't move over to third. Really bad base running. So the Yankees kind of catch a break there. 
Um, then Kyle Tucker hits the ball back to Wandy hard, and Wandy is is unable to kind of get it and throw it to first. Uh, that you know that sucked. And then Yuli Gurriel, another one of those glue guys since the seventeen squad. Gurriel gets an RBI single. And it gives the Astros a 4-3 lead. Uh, Yankees threaten in the third. Fucking Josh Donaldson strikes out looking. What a fucking disaster he is. I really I, I really wanted it to work with him. I never liked him. I wanted it to work with him. And that guy's a strikeout machine. He fucking smirks. He's a dick. You know, like, rid yourselves of this guy. Great fielder. Rid yourselves of this guy. Uh, so they don't score that inning. Uh, fourth inning comes around. Wandy does a good job. It goes one, two, three. The Yankees tied up in the fourth. Uh, and it's that Bader-Rizzo combo. Bader single with one out. You get a, And Judge did hit a sharp fly ball within this that was caught. But there's a wild pitch. Then Anthony Rizzo, RBI single to tie it up. Riz, one of those guys that would run as a scoring position, can get you that hit that's not a homer. Makes it 4-4. Ties the game up. Uh, in the fifth, they, they, they start with Wandy uh, against Alvarez. I wish they hadn't. It's a walk. It's okay. And Loisio, the double play specialist, a little bit of good luck. Uh, he gets Bregman to grant the double play. Um, and so crisis averted. Uh, and McCullers, um, you know, gets one, two, three in the fifth. And then Loisio just grounded after grounded after grounded. Jonathan Loisio really did find his form again. Hector Neris comes out of the sixth for McCullers, and you get a, one more moment from Harrison Bader. A two-out solo shot for Bader, his fifth of the postseason. Uh, he was special. It's too bad that this couldn't have gone further because what he was doing was was really remarkable. Uh, like wow! Uh, but you know, when you lose, it, it, it you know it kind of gets forgotten about. But Bader gives the Yankees the lead, and that could have been it. That really could have been it. In the seventh inning is when the disaster strikes. This is the inning. Loisaga strikes out Maldonado, and then you have the Altuve play where Rizzo fields it, throws to Loisaga, and they call him safe. Yankees challenge it, and it looked like he was probably out. And, of course, it's that little fuck Altuve. Of of course he was probably out, you know. Um, But, unfortunately, there wasn't enough uh, conclusive evidence to overturn, and he's safe. And you're really hoping that you know, you can make that a non-factor. Well, this is what happens next. Jeremy Pena, and as the Wiseaga does, the Wiseaga induces the ground ball. It's a potential 4-6-3 double play. Now, Pena has speed. So if it's even if it's executed perfectly, you might not get him at first. I think that they might have. Um, ground ball to Glaber. He tosses it to short to second base where Connor Falefa is standing, and the ball goes past Connor Falefa. When it first happened, I'm thinking, um, what happened here? It wasn't the, a perfect toss by Glaber, but Connor Falafa, like, he's just not like a normal short. He's just not a normal shortstop. I'm sorry. He's just not a normal shortstop. Believe me, Oswald Peraz is making that play. Believe me, Oswaldo Cabrera is making that play. Like, come on. Um, so Connor Falafa, they get nothing. They get nothing there after the. I mean, that, that is such a gut punch. Just like yesterday with the Bader drop. And then the two-run homer by McCormick, this is a fucking gut punch after the Bader home run. And then, of course, the Astros make you pay. That's what they do. They pounce on mistakes. Jordan Alvarez, RBI single, ties it up 5-5. They bring on Clay Holmes and Alex Bregman. Now, I haven't heard about ALCF MVP. I would have to guess that Alex Bregman would have been 
Right. I mean, I guess I, Pena, I don't know. I guess Pena won. Oh, Pena. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. You, you, I think you could have gone either way. There. Yeah. I mean, Pena, of he course, was big as well. Tonight. Right. He was, he was big as well. Right. But Alex Bregman, you could know, have been clutches easily. They, cl- yeah. Clutches they come, gets the RBI single, gives the Astros a six to five lead. Brian Abreu goes one, two, three against the Yanks in the seventh. In the eighth, Clay Holmes does well. Clay Holmes actually, you know, he he did uh, he did okay. Clay Holmes, um, you know, obviously gives it to Bregman, but he came into a tough spot. Um, so Clay, I guess, ends up going. Yeah, Clay went two and two thirds innings. Wow, um, they 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 really almost pulled this off. Um, and then Montero comes in, strikes out Donaldson looking. He is such a jackass where he complains to the ump. What a weak-minded fucking individual that Josh Donaldson is. Always hated that motherfucker. And it was clearly and, strike three, too. It was not yeah, even remotely a ball at not, all whatsoever. Not, not, not even close. Yeah. He's like complaining. It's like, Josh, go to the fucking dugout and get the fuck out of town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so then with two outs, Matt Carpenter pinches for Connor Falefa. Um, sure. I guess, and Carpenter grounds out. Uh, so I don't know, whatever. Um, honestly, it probably would have been better served just having Connor Fluff a hit for himself and then have Carpenter pinch it for, and hope he gets a hit, then have Carpenter pinch it for Trevino and just get that part of the order out of the way. But I digress. Ninth inning, there's a, a good bit of defense um, as um, Pena, um, I guess, I guess it was a bunt or, or, or it says ground bunt. I guess he did try to bunt. Clayton's makes a nice play, uh, throws it to first. They get the out of first, and then Altuve is rounding from second going to third. Rizzo throws it to third. Donaldson makes the tag, uh, and Altuve goes off the bag. So a, a nice bit of defense, you know, after completely, you know, shitting the bed uh, defensively. It's too late. And then Ryan Presley comes on, and Trevino flies out. Uh, you know, he's giving you nothing. Ne- ne- neither did Higgy. Bader grounds out, and then fittingly, Aaron Judge grounds out to the pitcher to end it. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I guess that's where we can sort of segue this a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, Aaron Judge, I'm, look, I'm the type of fan, I weigh postseason very, very heavily. Very, very heavily. I'll admit that. And obviously Aaron Judge makes your team way, way better. I want him back. I, I want him back. Definitely. Like, who, who wouldn't want him back? Um, but there's going to be a lot of heavy offers out there. And, you know, if, if he does go, I, I think that he'll be back. Push comes to shove, I do. But if he does go, then, look, may, maybe that's a way to kind of reset this thing. You know, like, not, not intentionally. But if you're not going to go the Cashman boon, you know, which, which we're going to talk about that. For like, sure. You need to make changes there. But Aaron Judge, like, his postseason – it'd be one thing if – his postseason career has not been good. And, you know, we can say what we want about, you know, obviously tired out and whatever. But um, you know, I, I look at, like, Bryce Harper. I mean, you know, Bryce Harper fucking put – you know, has been going nuts for the Phillies. You ha- I mean, obviously it would have been nice if his teammates picked him up. But I mean, he went 139 this postseason with a shit ton of strikeouts, and yeah. it's just a, it's just a sour taste after a, an amazing season, just a an historic season. Ah, man, I, I just think and look, Judge is not young. Like Aaron Judge was was a bit of a late bloomer. Aaron Judge is 30, turning 31 in April. You know, so and he's a you know he's he's a big even before Judge had the season, we were always skeptical. Where do you go with Judge? Now, in terms of maybe he's not injury prone. 
right? Maybe he did shake that, but Aaron Judge is obviously like a major, you know, from the player perspective of things, where does it go with Aaron Judge? Absolutely. Yeah. It's uh it's a tough call. And I think you're not wrong in, a, you know, evaluating postseason success. I mean, clearly he's not really been the same player, you know, when he, when it comes to the postseason. And unfortunately he's on a team like the Yankees where, especially now where it's, you know, now the, the, <laughs> the gap between the last world series and the present day is now gone even farther uh, you know, it being 2009, we are starving for a championship. And, you know, look, like there are great regular season athletes that shrink in the postseason. I don't want to put Judge in that category just yet, even though you you could justifiably do that. But I don't know. It's just it, it, it's uh, it, it's a tricky thing. Yes. Like his. Just the way that, you know, he grounded out. It was very fitting that he was happened to be the last batter of the game as well. So fitting. Um, and kind of doing what he had been doing this whole time. Yeah, um, it, it's it's a difficult decision. But, I mean, I think, like you said, ultimately, I think he does become a Yankee. But maybe, you know, the whole idea of giving him whatever he wants or whatever like that, I feel like that's not... I mean, I don't think that really should have realistically ever been on the table, but I think you can, you know, definitively kind of put your foot down on yeah. a price for him. And if someone wants to outbid, like you said, he's getting older, you know, so be it. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's what I think. Like, it, it almost – it's completely different, but like we love – I mean, you think about it. It's a different situation, but we loved DJ LeMayhew um, after the 2020 season – Right, must have been after 2020. Yeah, like, like I mean, he had been amazing in 19, amazing in 20. It was like, you know, at the time, I mean, he was even really in higher standing. I mean, Judge was always Judge, but but Lemayu had you know near close MVP. I mean, he almost won MVP. I think he was in a, a, an MVP. I think he must have finished top three in maybe 2020. I think he did. Yeah, didn't win it. That's when he had we the were batting average that year. Yeah, yeah, like I mean, I mean the shortened season, yeah. like unbelievable Still. batting average. Um, and we were saying then, like, oh yeah, like. Pay him whatever he wants. I mean, I think I was saying that, like, pay him whatever he wants. You cannot let him go. And look, like, injuries have been a problem for DJ. So the point is, is that what might look good in the moment, you just never know, right? I mean, think about Robinson Cano as well. It's, it's not on judge level. But at the time, it was like, wow, like, Robinson Cano, you know, he was really one big contract away from being like, you know, obviously there ends up being PED stuff and whatever. Like, this could have been like, you know – Mind, you know, retired his number, Monument Park. He was on that kind of path. Yeah. Um, and it ended up being a good thing that he ended up going to Seattle, right? Like they kind of avoided that. So it can work out that that you look back, but I, I know that I know it's different with Judge. I, I know, but um I'm just saying, you know what? Take it this way. A, a, as upsetting because I think We'll be happy if he's back and we'll be upset. We can admit that. and We'll be upset if he's gone. But I think that maybe we'll take a little bit of solace in the fact that if we see that context, like, well, you know what? Maybe maybe we avoided something there because he's going to ask for a lot. And it's not like he's, you know, a young guy like uh, like Manny Machado was or Bryce. So, you know, he's, he's an older guy. Yeah. Um, so who, who's a big guy, you know, who's built in a way that you would think – wouldn't necessarily last. I mean, obviously Giancarlo Stanton is not not quite as big as Aaron Judge, but like you know, Stanton's broken. I mean, Stanton physically is broken down. 
Um, he just has. It's it's not fair to make that comparison, but that's all I'm saying is that you know let let's be smart about this. Um, you know, you don't want to piss him off, but you got to draw a line in the sand. Yeah, exactly. It's hard to see him in a different uniform. I just feel like he's a great. I mean, he's obviously just a. He seems like a really solid dude. Good ambassador yeah. for the team. Right, right. Um, I think will be the, and I think will be the. You know, if they resign him, they will probably he'll be the captain. Yeah. I, I would think that he'll be the first captain. He's. Since I was going to say deservingly so. You know, deservingly you know, so because yeah, all, yeah. All, out of all the things I know, we're kind of not bashing on him, but we're kind of like maybe hitting planet Earth a little bit now, coming kind of coming yeah. back to reality on some of the things. Um, you know, he's still. Unbelievable town, unbelievable season, gave us, I mean, literally carried us that second half of the season to even get us yeah. to this point. So, yeah. you know, we we appreciate Aaron Judge. Um, it's just a really oh, tough, it's a very tough situation. It's like right in the middle of like, you know, 30. It's like, you know, the now things can kind of swing in any direction, good or bad. Yeah. Um, so it's dicey, but... I don't know. I mean, we should just kind of get into some of the other changes that we foresee happening. Um, you know, I think we should just kind of get into Boone and Cashman yeah. now. Yeah. And yeah, just kind of sure. because I think we both feel, I mean, maybe maybe me a little bit strong, more strongly than you, but I think Aaron Boone is gone. I think I, I just feel like the pressure. I mean, look, maybe I'm going off of just the current Twitter uh, tirade that's happening right now on on social media but i just feel like so many yankee fans are tired and someone's got to be the scapegoat in a sense you know i i know ideally you and i would like to see both boone and cashman gone cashman seems like obviously the least the lesser of the two uh, likely to happen but i mean i guess just give me your thoughts on like you know what you want to happen wh what you actually see happening like what that would even look like yeah fire away yeah that's the big topic of conversation that is the big topic of conversation. And, and let's bring Hal Steinbrenner into this as well yeah. like Hal really really deserves um a lot of criticism for just appearing to just be I mean I'm sure he cares I'm sure he cares and no and and you don't want to be exactly like his father his father you know it, it wasn't all good until it became amazing but you know Hal really needs to take a look in the mirror and, and, say, and say, look, like, this isn't working. This isn't right. working. And there's so many excuses in this fucking organization. It's insane. Cashman, well, you know, 2017, they shit it. Come on, come on, man. You yeah. really want to go down that road? You couldn't hit. Exactly. They, and, and like, they, yeah. They bet you didn't cheat. Their pitching was clean. Right. It, Come even, on. Yeah, even like, yeah, all, like on the 2017 stuff. I don't know if you caught the yes post game, but Michael K brought this up exactly kind of like going off of what you're saying. Like in 2017, the excuse was obviously the huge scandal. In 2019, they thought some shady shit was going down with the buzzer and Altuve right. with the shirt. But this year, I mean, literally there was nothing. You know what I mean? You can't. Nothing. There's no excuse. You just got your ass whooped. And in the worst fashion out of every single time that we've played them so um yeah just the excuse making like get that fuck out of here with that shit anyway continue right right it, it, it's an organizational mentality i mean boone like boone is full of excuses i mean oh you, you know we were a couple of healthy guys away from what aaron from what winning a game or two they didn't have michael fucking brantley 
I, right. I, I don't want to hear that. Right. I don't like. Yes, with Lemayhu and with a healthy Lemayhu and Benintendi of health and healthy both. Yes, it would have, but injuries are part. Injuries of the game. happen exactly. You, st- you still would have definitely lost. There's just so many excuses. It's just a, it's a loser fucking mentality. It, like like got it, got it. Like I hate them. I mean. Yeah, with Boone, it's like I'm just sick and tired of it already. Can you really picture Aaron Boone fucking hanging, you know, hanging that trophy up? And no, no, no. come on, like who, who, who we can? There's like, enough of a sample what? size now. I mean, it, there was right. already they already had it's been, been five years. but yeah, we we yeah. It's been it's been five seasons, five seasons. you know, and, and clearly, like he is not the one that's going to push us over the you know, good guy means well. You know, to be honest with you, like if he doesn't hit the home run versus Wakefield as your manager, nah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I <laughs> yeah, guess. he would no, he would be long forgotten with a lot of those uh, those types right. of players. I, I guess so. Um, but I hope you're right about Boone. The problem is, is that he's really just Cashman's puppet. At the end of the day, what is Boone even doing? But then, but then it goes back. But then, like you know, on the K show, they talk about like, oh, you know, like. You can't just like you can't just like let Boone have the job for life. Like 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 it's like with Dave Roberts. I mean, Dave Roberts has had it's another situation more, more than Boone, but it's like they have to have some, you know, decision making, and they have to have some role. So it's like I just think, even if it's for fucking fans, I, I, I don't want you to do things for like fan service. But it's like, you know, last year was insane. I mean, really, I mean, they should have been fired after last year. It, it definitely, yeah. And I know that this year was technically an improvement, but um, what I hope what, what doesn't really mean anything, I don't think. Like Cashman's contract is up. Boone, they signed like a two three extension. I don't think any of that. I hope that none of that really means anything. I hope not. Uh, I mean, in Cashman's case, I hope I hope it does. But <laughs> you know, I don't know why they gave Boone like a. Th- I hope it's just kind of like part of the process. But um, it is interesting though, Casey. I, I feel like. So then, you know, they really were giving it, you know, like Kay and, and company and, and Curry and Flaherty really. And, and that's why I do like the yes post. I, they, they, they tell it to you straight. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't Especially know with Michael K there. With Michael K there, I feel like, I mean, right. Jack has always been a brutally honest person. But now that right. he's Love also got Michael K there, you right. know, Flaherty it's, and Lorenz can't really, you know, poo poo it as right. much. You know <laughs> what I mean? I mean, like, it, I, I like right. them, but you know what I mean? They're they're a little bit right. more even keeled with Flaherty, and Friday does the jabs. He's got a couple jabs. Yeah, yeah he does his jabs right. in there. Um, but yes, that could be a good sign, I guess. If I'm really trying to, you know, hope here is that like, they're really being hard. I mean, they're not holding back, and you know, maybe maybe that's always happened. But it feels it feels like the vigor. It feels like the anger from the fan base is even stronger. Um, so I do hope that Boone is fired. But 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 Cashman's key as well. Cashman is key. Like. That to me is like the granddaddy of it all. You know, I feel like that's the one that really has to go, and then everything kind of changes. But look, if we're gonna settle on something, Boone, I would still be happy with that. I, I think they'll both be back. I, I, mm. I, I, but I think maybe it's the pessimist. You know, maybe it's just the pessimism in me. Um, but it's like, how can Cashman fire Boone when Cashman's like making all those decisions? Yeah, it, it, it's like it's like how could he possibly do that? You know, but like that's the brutal game that we, you know, Cashman kind of, that's the brutal business that it is. I mean, Cashman kind of is just like, Cashman controls all operations, it feels like. Even Hal, it's like Cashman like feels like he runs the show. That's what it seems like, like. right. Like, like, like Cashman's like, you know, the Steinbrenner's, you know, 
long lost son. He's like and, he's like the fucking he said, he's like the hand of the king, essentially, like Game of Thrones right. shit. Just a little quick reference, right. but I think most people will understand. You know, he, well, yeah, he he really runs the whole operation. Hal's just the face of the whole thing. Exactly, hundred percent. Yeah. That's the perfect way to put it. Um, so, look, Brian Cashman. There's been some good moves made. And then there's just moves that you just have you scratching your head. Um, you know, a, a big, you know, and being, I mean, honestly, like, there's so many of them, right? I mean, like the Joey Gallo trade, like last, I mean, it was like insane when you think about. It. I mean, that, that, like, like you know, obviously now we don't talk about it because he's gone, but like that was just to to, to acquire a player like that is just is stubborn. And, and at the same time, that line you trade for Rizzo, like who is exactly the type of guy you do want. It just it doesn't make sense, really, because. For, you know, for every, like, he'll give you some good deals. There, there are some good, there. there's good stuff in the mix there. Right. But the as it turned out, the biggest transaction that occurred this offseason was Donaldson and Connor Falefa. Yes. For Sanchez and Rochelle. Yeah, let's, let's get into that because I agree. That was uh, a huge lineup shift for us. And um, at the time, it seemed like a good idea, especially in that first half of the season where things looked great. But, uh, man, did things kind of turn around uh, quickly. Completely. Uh, and I wanted to be optimistic about that. It was always a strange trade. It was always strange. Um, I think my hatred for Gary Sanchez was – was a key factor. And that was proven true. Gary Sanchez did nothing with Minnesota. Like that was a good thing. But in hindsight, just fucking get like, just get rid of them. You know, like, like you want to, you know, in terms of asset management, like, look, you definitely want to get pieces back. But unfortunately think about all the other guys that, and this is just a bad job by the Yankees where Clint, you know, where guys end up essentially just getting released. I mean, or or you get nothing back for them. Clint Frazier, Miguel Andujar. Um, there's others that are for I me. Mean, Greg Bird. There's right, I mean, Greg Bird. a lot yeah. of a lot of those guys that were kind of part of the Baby Bomber crew, um, and, and you end up getting nothing. So look, I wanted you know, and that's why with labor, I feel like do it now, like do it now, do it before. Even though I want to get to, even though I want to get rid of Donaldson as well. So that's another topic of conversation. But going back to that fucking trade. Oh my God! I mean, look, we like Geo, right? We like Geo. Yeah. Geo had some flaws. Geo had some flaws in his game, but he's a good fielder, solid hitter, made contact. Um, it, you know, it, it was probably underspoken that Geo really did have a. You know, his twenty twenty one season was not a great one. Um, but but you know what? But I'll always remember um, that last regular season game where the Yankees clinched a playoff berth versus the Rays, where he fucking like dives into the, into the Rays dugout and makes it just an amazing, amazing catch. Like Gio was, was heart and soul. Um, so that's not a good part of it. You trade Gio away. And, and in return, you get, you get Isaiah Conifalefa, who it seems like that was kind of like the guy that between Conifalefa and Donaldson, it seemed like Conifalefa was the guy they really wanted. Like Texas had just traded Conifalefa two minutes or like a day or two before that. It seems like they weren't able to work out a deal with Texas until he got traded to the Twins. And Conifalefa, he wasn't really a great shortstop with Texas. Like I liked his style of hitting, right? Like we were looking for contact. Um, there's no power to his game, which hurts. But we have a lot of power. And kind of like was good runners in scoring position. Like, the, like I liked him at first. I really did. Like this trade at first was not a bad one, not a, not a terrible one. But but Donaldson's contract is fucking insane. Like that's the thing too. Like the Twins are saying, all right, good. Like take Donaldson's contract. Like they they wanted to get rid of that. Um, 
And Donaldson, he was declining. But Josh Donaldson's season last year with the Twins was was really not terrible. It really – it wasn't as good as it had been. Like Josh Donaldson used to be one of – I mean, back in 2015, he won an MVP with the Blue Jays. You know, he was really good with the Braves in, I guess, 19, it must have been. Like Josh mm-hmm. Donaldson was a very good player in this league, but – and was a very good fielder too. Like to give him, I, I always say defensively, like as good as Gio was defensively, and Gio was like really, really good. Donaldson was arguably even better defensively, but but Gio was just a much better hitter, a much better hitter. Um, and Cash, I remember like in spring training, like he unequivocally said, like yeah, like we feel like, and, and I understand why at the time he said it. He felt like Donaldson was a better hitter than Urshela. It's not so much about the Sanchez Urshela part of it, like. Like, as much as I would have liked Gio around, like, there's other ways you could have gone. There's other ways, right? Like, you could have put LeMay. I mean, if LeMay stayed healthy, you could have simply just had LeMay with third um, and gone that way. Yeah. Uh, like, if you did if you did want to part ways with Gio, it's bringing in Donaldson to kind of love. That did not work out. That did not. And, and you were stuck with them, too. It's not like, I mean, they ended up playing a very pivotal role in the demise of this team. Uh, Donaldson, um, you know, I, the fans, I think the fans really... They didn't jump him that quickly, whereas like, like I think they really wanted to give him a chance, but then it just got to the point where he was so bad, and it's like you know what the whole Tim Anderson shit. Right. I mean, I just feel like he's a cocky son of a bitch, Josh Donaldson. Like you know, never really liked him to begin with. I wanted him to have that classic postseason moment. It just never happened. Of course, really one of the things I'll remember is that he hits it off the top of the wall, and the fucker you know, stops <laughs> the space. Yeah. And it's tagged out. Like, like, are you kidding me? And then Connor Falefa, what a joke at shortstop. A complete failure when you had, when you have, you know, Volpe's not ready yet. Sure, but you had Peraza in the assist. Like, there were other ways to go about it. Um, and, and I know fans wanted, you know, Carl, I mean, Carlos Correa. I mean, there were other directions as well. I mean, that, I mean, there was, uh, there's been a good crop of shortstops around. I'm fine with going within the system, but they wanted Connor Falefa to be the stopgap. And like that was a bad trade by Brian Cashman. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's pretty mind boggling um, to say the least, for sure. Um, Maybe we should just uh, let's kind of look into some of these other players that, you know, I mean, obviously we already talked about Judge. Um, but just in terms of people that we kind of have to keep a little bit of an eye out for, we see that Rizzo's got a player option. And uh, as well as Sevy with the club option. So, but I, I would say that, you, you know, they're probably going to be back. What do you think? Definitely Sevy, um, just because the club has the option there. And at 15 million, I think he'll be back. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Sevy uh, showed a lot. I mean, obviously, coming off of the injury, you know, he really was hurt when you think about it, really for three years. Um, yeah. Pitched pitch minimally in 19. Um, like we really, I mean, Sevy really hadn't been a full blown starter since, I mean, 2018 was really the last time that it happened. It had been a while. And this year they put him on the IL, I think as precaution more than anything, but I think Sevy will be back. Rizzo, I want back. And I think he will be, but you know, you kind of have to let, let's see how things play out. Right. I mean, I think Anthony Rizzo from his perspective, maybe he wants to see what happens with Aaron judge. They, they, They were good, but I mean, it seems like they were like kind of best buddies. So I'm sure Rizzo um, I think that Rizzo will opt out. Um, I, I, get, I guess he could opt in, but I think that Anthony Rizzo had a pretty good season. I, I think that he will 
just a guess. Uh, I think that he'll opt out. Um, but then they still might bring him back. Right. And I think when the dust settles, I think that there will be I think that there will be mutual interest. And I'd like to believe that Anthony Rizzo will, will return. Yeah, good point though you bring up about Judge because yes, it seems like they are like boys. So you know, yeah, if the yeah. thing doesn't go quite well with Judge. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely yeah. see Rizzo not being back. And then that's really, you know, talk about blowing the whole thing up. I mean, that those would be two huge pieces that would be gone um, that yep. were crucial to this team's success this year. So, um, yeah, very interesting stuff. I mean, we just real quick, just to touch on, uh, we know that Chapman and Britton are I pretty much done here. Um, so we're going to say goodbye. Um, you know, yeah, Chapman, thank thanks for, you know, infecting your leg with your dirty needles and you know, beating your wife at one point and, uh, you know, all the other <laughs> wonderful things. You seem like a quality uh, human being and Britain, you know, uh, you threw a ball into like the fucking into field <laughs> at your last time and they took you out. <laughs> your pride got hurt and they took you out, said you pulled a groin or some shit. You know, so we'll see you both later. Um, you know, I mean, Chapman, you know, ju I'll just quickly on Chapman, you know, I mean, he's you know, been our closer for, you know, some years uh, prior and I mean, had some success, but, you know, never really could ever come through in the big moments. Obviously, the Altuve home run and then he's smiling like no. an idiot, you know, just uh, a very kind of uh, tainted time with us. Yeah. You know, um, so for so for so many right, reasons, right? For so many reasons, on and off the field. So, exactly. um, you know, it's going to be interesting. I guess we could talk about this too. Um, you know, like just the 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 bullpen situation, and just this yeah. idea of like a definitive closer for us. You know, especially as Yankee fans, I feel like we've our whole lives have always been accustomed to just be there's there being a ninth inning guy. But, you know, maybe now, I mean, I guess we were hoping that Clay Holmes was going to be that person. But the way that the second half of the year went, you can't really trust him. Um, you know, we got to see what happened with, Mike, with Michael King and stuff like that. Obviously, there's Loisaga, Peralta. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just give me kind of your thoughts on like how, you know, we might see what this bullpen will look like next year. It's going to be interesting. Um, and, and who's the one making those decisions? It's probably Cashman, well, right? Yeah, I mean, right. We, we assume so. Um, should be a lot of the same faces that we've seen recently. Chad Green is a free agent. Um, and, you know, I, I feel like, you know, maybe he returns. But I, I think he's probably gone, Chad Green. And I don't really know. I can't remember in terms of the prognosis. Like, will he be out a good – he might be out a good amount of, 20, uh, of 2023 as well, which might be a deterrent. Mm. Um, but, you know, next season, you know, there were guys that emerged and – um, but there's a lot of injuries as well. Like guys kind of come and go, right? right? I mean, Chad Green was, was once a total mainstay in that pen, you know, and now he's on the outskirts. So it's like, you know, who is healthy, who's not Scott Efros, who they were really hoping would be a part of it. He had Tommy, you know, he, he is probably at all 2023. Right. Michael, Michael King, all things sound good now, but would I be stunned if all of a sudden a month from that? Yeah. turns out that it was a little more serious than they thought. And, and, and Michael King is out. Like I wouldn't be I don't know if we're like out of the woods on that yet. I would love Michael King back. He was amazing. But it's like the Astros show you that you do want to have guys with set roles. I mean, Ryan Presley is the closer. Right. Montero is the setup guy. Neris is the seventh inning. You know, like, like they, you, you do, you kind of do want to have that. As much as I hated the fact that Chapman was like the ninth inning guy when he was ineffective, it was annoying like when other people deserved right. it. But you do kind of want to like, Having roles, it is important. Um, if you can blend the two, like where like you're adaptable, 
but have roles like that's really ideal. Yeah. Um, and, and there's a lot of capable arms. Um, you know, Ron Marinaccio, uh, who got hurt, em- emerged as someone who could be, you know, a good talent in the bullpen. So I think that uh, th- there's guys in house, but but I wonder, um, you know, if they do look outside the organization to someone that can actually close. Like I want nothing to do. I mean, this goes without saying with like a Craig Kimbrell type. Mm-hmm. Like no, no way, no how. Like I'm not trying to spend, um, you know, money on a big name guy, but. Um, yeah, like that's a tough one to answer. Uh, maybe, you know, um, I think that they have a bunch of good arms in the system. They've shown that. But who can be kind of that that closer? Yeah. I think it would be beneficial to have it. Yeah, totally. I mean, maybe I guess like right now, if the you know, if next year started tomorrow, I guess maybe Holmes would start like to be the ninth inning guy. But then yeah. obviously has – games go by maybe it becomes wandy's job i kind of think wandy would be great there i was kind of thinking that especially during the ds where he pitched all five games and was basically unhittable you know what i mean you felt good you love you like you trust him the most i feel like exactly mentally you love him now the wiseaga you could argue has you know was the most consistent like in terms of like wiseaga was really really good good got those ground balls a lot like i don't know like I've never seen him. I don't know, like if he has the mental makeup, maybe uh, to to be the closer. I mean, he's certainly worthy of discussion. But Lawazic is almost you know you like him in that fireman role because he's so good at getting that double play. Like he can get you out of jam. So Lawazic, you know, isn't so much the traditional start the ninth. He's kind of that bring into the middle of an inning type of guy. So, uh, but it was good to see Lawazic like get back to twenty twenty one. Type Loazaga. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it, you know, it's too bad that there were some injuries that kind of happened down the stretch. But the question will be like, will they try to find a closer? Or will they try to shoehorn, you know, Holmes or someone else into that role? Yeah, we shall see. I mean, it's going to be a very interesting offseason, to say the least. Uh, You know, we'll be sure to update you guys on news that comes in about, you know, any kind of, uh, you know, signings or, you know, any players that are are leaving the Yankees or anything like that. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we kind of touched on everything, you know. I think, like you said, Cashman really is... You know, if we really want to change things up, truly, you're going to have to get rid of him. It's going to start from the top. You know, just a whole a whole philosophy, a whole culture change. You know, right now, I I, I almost feel like the whole Steinbrenner situation is very Jerry Jonesy-esque in the sense that it's all like, you know, all at this point, like it's buddy-buddy almost. And it's not like the lines I feel like are blurred a little bit in terms of, you know, business relationships and familial relationships. I understand that Cashman and Hal have a history together because of all the years together with Cashman working there, but I don't know. I'm just hoping that something happens uh, like that, but uh, like you said, it's going to be a, a very tough Band-Aid to rip off for Hal, so uh, we'll see if he if he goes through with it. Um, but yeah, very disappointing way to end this season. Um you know, I feel like I think what makes the season even more frustrating is that I feel like a lot of diehard Yankee fans kind of called this from the start of the year in the sense that, like, you know, we have to beat the Astros. We have to be good enough to be. And just to get our asses handed to us was just like, I mean, 
again, the worst that we've ever looked against them. And, you know, one could argue that this version of the Astros wasn't even the best version of the Astros that we've ever played. And to just get embarrassed like that was brutal. So we'll see what happens. Uh, as always, guys, thanks for listening. Please like and subscribe to the show. We also cover Giants and Ranger stuff. We had a, a Ranger and Giant game today. Uh, one did good, one not so good. Um, but Derek uh, already has those episodes up on YouTube right now. Please go check those out. And, uh, you know, Yankee fans, let's hang in there. Let's hope that uh, some good news is on the horizon for us. Um, but until next time, take care. <laughs>